Hello and welcome to Nostalgia Consultant, a podcast which aims to give you time to escape the hustle and bustle of this increasingly fast-paced world we live in and dive into the art and culture of our guests, or as we prefer to call them, our Nostalgia Consultants. Yes, we want to know all about the things that inspired our Nostalgia Consultants to go into the lines of work that they're now in. We want to learn about the memories that have directly influenced specific moments in their lives and creative output. And most of all, we want to discover what gives our nostalgia consultants that special tingle when it comes to remembering times gone by. You know that tingle, right? Yep, I know that tingle. (laughs) You're not supposed to be talking yet. (laughs) The first nostalgia consultant in this pilot episode is naturally a friend of mine because when you're doing a practice run, you're going to call a friend, aren't you? Chances are you're not familiar with his name or his creative output yet, but just like anyone who has fame, he too has a list of items that have inspired and informed his life and work. And that's the most important element to this podcast. We want to learn about the memories of art and culture of our guests, or again, as we like to call them, nostalgia consultants. So on to a proper introduction for our first guest. The first Nostalgia Consultant performs under the name Kali Jonel. He's been performing since an early age in the Christian R&B group CR6 and after a lengthy break from singing returned to the microphone several years ago with his single So It Seems, which was followed up a few years later with the EP To Whom It May Concern. Did I get that right? You did get it right. You did the video for So It Seems as well, didn't you? I did do the video, but we're not here to talk about (laughs) me. Alongside this, he's recently taken up work as an actor with training at the Identity School of Acting and he's one to keep your eyes on in the future, which is clearly something that I would say as a supportive mate, but it's something that I really, truly do believe. So as a rising creative, now is the perfect time to learn more about what inspired him. Kalai, welcome. Hey, Miller, nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Nice. I haven't seen you for a few weeks. Yeah, it's been a little while, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah but a few there's text been, messages here and there. Well, there's been some exciting developments, which we're not allowed to talk about. No, no. Mainly because you don't know if you've got the job yet. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but rest assured, if you do get the job, yes. by the time this goes out, I will put it in the show notes. Awesome. Okay, you ready to do this? I'm ready to do it. Okay, then let's start with, what was it like when you first heard this? When did you first hear this? For those who don't know, it's by Music Soul Child. I'm not even going to attempt to say the album name. Please, could you try and do it for me? Yes, so the album name is pronounced I Just Want to Sing. I Just Want to Sing. Yes, yeah. You see, now I see that. Yeah. (laughs) Now I feel stupid. (laughs) It's okay, Milak. Right. Okay, so uh, Music Soul Child okay. album came out in 2000, I believe it was his debut. That's right, yeah, debut album. So when did you first hear it? When it first came out? When it first came out, yeah, I was in CL6 at the time and yeah. the album came out and the guys actually introduced me to, to the album. They were all older than me, so they were my they they were helping me with my musical diet. Um, I was only about, you know, um, I was a young guy, so mm. um, hearing this album was just amazing for me because stylistically it just, it spoke to me. Just Growing up, I'd, I mean, I did, obviously, I, I was into breakdance as a kid and I, I remember watching the breakdance movies and yeah. some of the kind of hip-hop culture and, the, and, and beatbox and so forth was, was familiar with, but in terms of hearing it on an album as an intro, absolutely, it was just a breath of fresh air. Um, I'd listened to a lot of sort of traditional soul and R&B songs and gospel and reggae um, and this was like a, a sort of 
contemporary fusion of neo soul, R and B, hip hop, and it was really rare for me to hear that um, on an album and in 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 an artist really. Mm. Um, and for the first time, I felt like I I saw the kind of singer I wanted to be. Okay. Yeah. So you wanted to be music soul child. In a roundabout way. In a roundabout <laughs> yeah, way. In a roundabout way. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, I didn't know that you first heard this. It was introduced to you by the, the other guys in yeah. CR6. Um, what were they saying to you when they said, listen to this? So they were like, look, there's this album. That, that I think they, I think they gave it to me on mini-disc at the time. Oh, this is a mini-disc. Do you remember? Mini-disc. Oh. Now that gives me that yes, nostalgic Yeah, single. yeah, yeah. That, mini-discs were, were brilliant. Oh, I missed them. But um, they, they gave me the album and they were like, you need to listen to this. Just like listen. And I think the first song I heard was his his single release, Just Friends. And that had a bit of a beatboxing as well. It was really cool. There it is. That's the one, yeah. So when I heard that, um, I said, well, I've got, I've got to listen to this album. And they just kept telling me how great the entire album was. Mm. Um, and I'd always snapped on albums. You know, you listen to a track here, you listen to a track there. You like half of it, the other half, you're like, hmm. But I listened to the entire mini disc and I was just captivated. I thought, this is brilliant. Was it something that then went on loop and repeat fairly oh, quickly? Oh, massively, yeah, yeah. This 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 track was was on repeat. Um, he's he had another single release called Love, yeah, which was on repeat. Oh, this was yeah, this is a tune, man. Just listen to a few seconds. You can sing if you want. Yeah, he massively influenced my style. I can see the smile on your face. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's this. Oh, yeah. So did any of this um, music, Soul Child music, end up going into um, the sound of CR6? Not really. Um, we, we already established a, a, a very kind of particular sound. We were a five-piece harmony group. We were writing our own material. We started as an a cappella group and then mm. um, started working with producers and then musicians. So our sound evolved. Yeah. Um, but I think musically, he probably influenced me personally quite a lot in terms of my own individual style the way i riffed the my my style of vibrato the kind of edgy contemporary neo soul sound the soul sound that that really sure yeah influenced me vocally i would say is there any particular track of yours where you think that's that that's my music soul child go-to track the one that you've written and recorded Mm, that's a good question um or have you not done it yet Mm, maybe I've not done it yet. I think I've experimented in the, okay. you know, in the kind of piano room with that stuff. Okay. Um, I remember writing a song. Uh, I mean, I, I never released it, um, but I wrote a song a long time ago. It was probably one of my first songs, and it was, it was a really silly kind of love song. Um, Is she the one she has to be to make me feel this way? She took my heart, confused my brain, and sent me in a face for days. With Music Soul Child, it's all about his phrasing mm. and his timing and the way he, like some of his um, vocal entrances are kind of slightly off the beat and that's the whole neo soul vibe it's it's a bit of a slug it's a bit of a sluggish drum beat and it slightly sits behind the time and it has a bit of a vibe and um i found that uh there was definitely a, a re- like a, a massive surge of neo soul coming onto mm. the circuit um and then you had a lot of people stylistically a lot of male artists just kind of tweaking their styles i think yeah um, and just being a bit more experimental you know i i hear a lot of his style of melody uh, not melody harmony coming yeah. through, coming through in, in your work. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's a very, it's a very laid back, basic harmony. Yeah, that it doesn't 
it doesn't tend from what I've been listening to flow away from the main melody. It literally follows it maybe a third or a fifth above, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those kind of real block harmonies. Um yeah, yeah, you get a lot of that, especially in the kind of especially with a lot of kind of R and B and gospel mm. influence music. Yeah, the kind of block harmonies. Um, especially with the R and B strand of it, I should say. I think yep. when you get into sort of more gospel influences, they tend to, yeah, they tend to experiment with harmonies a little bit more, and there's more jazz influences there. Yep. But then there's, I mean, there are still jazz influences in music Soul Child's work as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's your first item. Yeah, that inspired and made you who you are. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess you still listen to it. I do, yeah. I I started listening to it again this year, actually. Really? Yeah, because I I just realised I hadn't listened to the album in so long, and I didn't really follow all of his albums after that because this one had the most profound impact on me. Yeah. Um, but I went back to it, and it was like listening listening to it just for the first time all over again, and listening to the entire album. Yeah. As well, yeah. It is um, nice when you have an entire album to listen to that yeah. you can just go to in one flow. Yeah. Um, that's changed now, hasn't it? Because now it has. nowadays it tends to be more. I'm going to release a song, then another song, then another right. song. And I'm just going to smatter them with a bunch of other songs. There's no real theme or flow through it, this is This is it, yeah. And I think that then, I think what that does to us as consumers and listeners is we then snack on albums rather than kind of indulge on this full meal. We just sort yeah. of, borrow, you know, have a bit here and maybe we borrow a bit from another album. Um, but I mean, even for me as an artist now, that's that's my approach has been... I guess because of the world we live in now and then the digital age is kind of releasing singles at a time. And as a writer, the challenge will be to, when I'm doing my album, piecing that together so that it tells a story and it's mm. not just random tracks. Do you, do you think maybe you should take that approach and instead of doing a song here and a song mm. there, maybe trying to thread them together, just maybe sit down and write an entire album? I think that's definitely something I would want to do. I think yeah. it's an important challenge and it's important for me as an artist to be able to tell that story yeah. um, consistently and hold people's attention for a period of time rather than a track here and there. I, I want to still honour that art, if that makes okay. sense. Yeah. So, talking of art... Mm. with an entire album that you just have to listen to in its entirety. Yes. Let's go on to number two. Yeah. Your second choice, the thing that gives you quite a tingle. <laughs> I don't even have to say That's the name. I just have to go, dun, 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 dun. Oh, don't do it to me. How does it? Oh, don't do it. <laughs> of course, for, for those who are uninitiated, we are, of course, talking about the musical show concept album, Piece of genius work written by Lynn Manuel Miranda called Hamilton. Oh. There it is. There it is. Man. That's all I'm going to play because Mate. otherwise we're just going to end up listening yeah, yeah, to the whole yeah, thing yeah. for two hours. Yeah. So, how did Hamilton come into your life? You. <laughs> <laughs> I blame you. You're welcome. For my level five Hamilaria. Um Now, as, as I like to say... Um, um, I, I, I am an, I am a Hamilton enabler. As I was enabled by someone, and that someone was Helen O'Hara on the Empire via the Empire podcast talking about yeah. Hamilton, which I'd heard a little bit about, but she was just banging on about it every episode. I thought, wow. maybe I should listen to this. I am your Hamilton enabler. Yes. What happened the first time you heard that track right. that we just started to play? Man, you know what? This is the thing, yeah? You told me about Hamilton... Um, I can't remember when that, it must have been 2014. It was about five years ago. Yeah. Roughly, yeah. Okay. So 
I I I I remember you saying, look, Carol, you need to listen to this because this is coming to this is definitely going to be coming to the UK. Like, and it's 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 amazing. Um, I listened to the album on the bus on the way to work. Oh, yes, which was really weird because I didn't, I wasn't, I don't think I was listening with my entire body. I kind of heard a few tracks and thought, oh, this sounds pretty cool. And I think I was doing the thing you do when you've got Apple Music and you sort of skip through yeah. tracks and you just, you know, I'm on my way to work. So I don't think I heard the first track the first time I listened to the album and I think it was only when I I may have had a second listen or I may have seen Lin-Manuel do the you know the thing he did at the, the, at the White House that's right yeah the, the poetry event yes I think I saw that the poetry thought, slam I yes think they called it, yeah. and I was like hold on a minute this is on so then I think I went back to the album and sat down and listened to the entire thing and I was like oh my gosh this is so clever and was just, yeah, I was just gripped. Yeah, it was just crazy. Cue from memory, countless text messages. Dude, I just picked up this amazing little yeah. thing that you did. Just so cleverly written. And every time I listened to it, there were just layers upon layers of information coming back at me. And that's really rewarding as a listener to listen to something multiple times. And every time you're getting something new, even now. And I've been listening to it for, what, five years? Yeah. Seen the show four times, I think. With the, I think I think I've seen yeah, it four times. Well, with you've you. seen it three times with me. So right, okay, three. three times. Yeah, <laughs> three times. There you go. I'll be going for the fourth time. I should say with the family finally bringing the kids as well. Great. So yeah, it's just yeah, it's just it's, it's amazing. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I I never know where to start when I talk about Hamilton with mm. someone, especially someone that knows the show. Because yeah. where do you start? It's such a um, a deep work. It's such mm. an involved work. Yeah. As you said still listening to it now i pick up new information or new lines or new jokes yeah. watching it i mean choreography wise i'm picking up new things all the time yeah like um at the um end of the first half when spoiler alert everybody when lawrence dies via and we're notified via that letter which yeah. isn't in the soundtrack mm. because as lynn says i've got to keep some surprises for y'all mm. uh which sorry i've just ruined it's all good um your yard's you, coming you, along. <laughs> yeah. You've, you've got Lafayette and you've yeah. got Mulligan up on the overhang, mm. which, you know, took me a few few goes to watch. And then as they walk off, um, Mulligan swigs from his whiskey bottle. Wow. So the last time we see Mulligan, yes. he's swigging from his whiskey bottle. Now, I don't know the history of Mulligan um, after that point. But from what I do know, he, nothing much became of him. You know, in terms of yeah. when you're looking at the story of someone like Alexander Hamilton or George Washington, of course. did he go off and be a drunk? Yeah, yeah. You know, so there's all these small little things actually yeah. in the show as well as the soundtrack mm. that just make it a genius piece of work. Yeah, it's just so nuanced. And it, the other thing about this show is once you get into everything that surrounds it, um, you, you find the acceptance of different races religions yeah sexualities yeah. it's all accepted it's mm. all kind of welcomed and hugged and embraced yeah. it's such a good feeling mm. that exudes from all the companies mm. and the creatives mm. did that reach you at any point yeah um i think when i when i as i began to follow the musical more and obviously look into the you know, the, the the cast members and Leslie Odom Jr. was another revelation. Um, <laughs> you know, um, uh, D David Diggs was another revelation. You just start all of these different talented performers and obviously Lin-Manuel Miranda. Talented, good people. And talented, well. good people. Um, and then it, I think for me, 
who has, someone who has always enjoyed um, theatre and drama and has, has always performed and has been a singer and has acted. For the first time, I felt like I saw a show that represented me and something that I could do. And I think that for me was another massive open. I mean, that's why I left teaching and went on to study and pursue this because I thought this is what I want to do, mm. you know, you know, and, and that, that, that was great for me as, as a kind of young black male coming up and seeing musical theatre, but seeing, thinking, mm, I don't know, would, would I fit in that musical necessarily? Would I be able to tell that story well? Would that suit my abilities and so forth? So that was, that was, I think it changed the game, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it really did. Yeah. And as you said, you did, you know, Via a number of reasons, yes. but I would imagine largely inspired by this, which is why it's an important work yeah. in, in inspiring you. Yeah. You um, decided to leave full-time teaching. Yeah. You did some retraining as, yeah. as an actor. Yeah. Um, potentially, maybe at some point very soon, you'll be mm. going into the West End, fingers yeah. crossed. Not really allowed to mention that. Yeah. Um, but the other thing about this show is that, you know, it's inspired you to take a big risk and a big jump. Mm. It screams boldness and big risks mm. and big jumps. Not just for Leslie Odom's book, which mm. I know that we both admire, oh, yeah. um, Failing Up, yeah, which is all book. about taking those big, bold moves, yes. failing, learning, occasionally yes. getting the breaks that you need. Yeah. I've um, I've got what we refer to as the tome here, the Hamilton. Mm -hmm. It's the nice big book called Hamilton, The Revolution. It's Great beautiful, book. beautiful yeah. book. I'm just going to scatter through the, the one of the opening essays, okay. just so you know how boldness was yeah. part of this from the inception. Lynn could see President Obama, but President Obama couldn't see Lynn. It was May 12, 2009, one of the co first cultural events of the Obama administration and an early fulfillment of the new president's promise to celebrate America's artists. We're going back to that, that video that you talked about. Mm. Lynn had been asked to close the program. That was an honour, but it also meant he had to wait all night to take the stage. At last, he got his cue. He walked through the crowd, passed by the president, the first lady, and their daughters, and climbed to the stage. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled uh, the White House called me uh, tonight. He said. He was also terrified. The event's producers had asked him to perform a song from his musical In the Heights, which was still running on Broadway and which reflected themes that the new administration wanted to celebrate. Family, the importance of home, the vibrancy of the Latino community. Lynn had a different idea. Instead of one of the well-tested songs that was drawing applause eight times a week in a show that had won four Tony Awards, he wanted to try something completely new. A song that had never been performed in public, and hardly ever in private. Lynn gripped his mic and he prepared the crowd for what they were then about to hear. I'm actually working on a hip-hop album. Uh, it's a concept album about the life of someone I think embodies hip-hop. He then dropped Treasury Secretary Alexander Hamilton. You've seen the video. Yeah. I've seen the video. Yeah. Everyone then burst into laughter. Yes. <laughs> that was a big risk, and as we know what then followed... It, it must have, I mean, it blew my mind when I watched oh, that video, just seeing that one man rap all of those yeah. parts and that, basically the entire story of the show in mm. one song. How does a bastard 
orphan son of a whore and a Scotsman dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean by providence impoverished and squalor grow up to be a hero and a scholar the ten dollar founding father without a father got a lot farther by working a lot harder by being a lot smarter by being a self-starter by 14 they you placed him in charge of the trade and charter and every day so right from the get-go this show was about being bold absolutely you've been bold yeah it's yeah. i would say that this has changed your life this this show yeah massively i i i say, I say to people anyone that i think i said it to the, the last person i said something about hamilton to in that vein I, I said those exact words i said it's going to change your life you know um because it, it you see someone like alexander hamilton and and, and the life he lived in you know, there's that kind of running motif of, you know, you write like you're running out of time. And Lin-Manuel Miranda, in some, to some degrees, is almost, a, a, it's like part a part of him. He, I mean, the amount he gets done in the hours that he has, you just, you look at the entire work of art and body of work and you say, my goodness, I can be doing way more with my life. Mm. And I should be doing, I have a duty and a responsibility to myself and to the world and to the gifts that have, have, have been put in me to do something with it and yeah. not just to sit on it, you know? And one, one of my things has always been to live full and die empty. And it was a, it was a, a, a mantra that was by a writer, a, the late Miles Monroe. And it really encouraged me as a young man growing up. And it just was that idea that you pour out everything that's put into you and you don't go to the grave and leave them there because the graveyard is like the richest place in the world. Yeah. Um, and we, I don't want, I don't want to ever say that I didn't try and I didn't, yeah, I didn't really go for it. I want my kids to see that as well. Yeah, definitely. So it's, there's so much legacy in the show and I think it's that thing as well. Well, it's inspired <clears> you <throat> to start to leave a legacy for yourself. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to share the story that you did audition for the show? Are you yeah. happy to do that? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. <clears throat> so I'll start and, yeah, and, and you kick in. So obviously the show came to London three mm. years ago now. Yeah. So about three and a half years ago, obviously I'm keeping abreast of everything happening in Hamilton mm. and London. But then I saw casting calls. Now, I thought that they would just do a casting call to industry, mm. put out a casting call to agents. Agents will send their people along. But they didn't. They did an open casting call, mm. which for a West End show is unusual. Mm. For a West End show coming in of this caliber, of with this much hype around it, mm. I thought it was unheard of. And I immediately got onto you. Bro, yeah. you've, you've got to yeah. go to this open audition. Mm. Take it from there. Yeah, so um, I was teaching at the time. <clears throat> I remember I was, yeah, yeah, t teacher. I was a teacher. Um, I went to this audition. Um, I think I got a text message from you or yeah, yeah, something it's like that. Yeah. Normally a text message of the, of the, the, the advert. I was like, what? No way. So I sent, I, I didn't have a performance CV, never done one. So I rustled together a performance CV, um, sent in... What did I, I think I had some shots that I did a lot a long time ago. I, I used, I sent that forward, and um, I didn't think I'd hear back. If I'm honest with you, I thought, okay, I'm a singer songwriter, I'm teaching, I'm not, I'm untrained. I thought, you know, I might, I may or may not hear back. And then a couple of weeks later, I received an email, and I thought, oh, um, and I think I, I think <laughs> I, I think I told you that an email had come through, and they said, yep, yeah, we'd like you to come in for audition, so I went in, I had to sing a couple of, no, I had to prepare a song of my choice, yeah. I went along and sang that, and that was just the first open casting call, and then um, time had gone on, and I, they then released another 
casting call for um, for covers, people to cover. Yeah, but, but, but they sent that directly to you this time, didn't they? Well, no. What happened was I got so I got a um, I saw I saw something online, and then I sent for they they were they asked for a a video. Yeah. So I sent forward a video audition um, with a rap and a song, and then I got a recall. I was like, okay, this is this is new territory. So I went in and I had to prepare, I think it was like 10 songs mm. um, from, from the album, from, from the musical album. And it was just so overwhelming. And I remember thinking, my goodness, I was so nervous. I mean, they were lovely. It was a lovely casting couch. But I went in um, and I got through the material um, and then didn't hear back. And then after some time, I was like, okay, right, I haven't heard anything back. I'm probably not going to get any further. But that experience was the real turning point for me because I realised this is what I want to do. Mm. And it, whilst it was gutting not hearing back, what I was really kind of pondering was, okay, I've gone in there, I was really, really green, relatively unexperienced. Actually, if I go back and train and really do this properly and take the bold move and go out and try to put the work in, maybe I can, maybe I can do this. And that's when things started to change and I started to kind of shift my focus from work and shifted up my hours, went part-time. And yeah, then it just, it's things, it's things started to spiral from there. And, Spiral. Uh, and, and, and to right Kelly's wife, Sarah, you're welcome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember from that time, and obviously this is an unusual interview because I have some inside knowledge of, yeah. of what's gone on because in some respects I've been a part of it. Of course. I, yeah, remember, you, I, I remember you saying that uh, the, the people that were in the room mm. where the auditions happen. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I, I had to drop one in. Um it was nothing but positivity and love and, ev mm. and, and and everything that you probably wouldn't expect of a, of a casting room. And True. to me, I remember at the time thinking that's what the shows, the cabinet, Tommy, Lee, yeah, yeah. Um, Lack and, yeah. and Andy, the, the thing that they kind of seem to put from the top down is don't worry, be yourself, mm. um, try your best. Um, we're here to encourage you. We're here to send mm. you love. Mm. And that just seemed to me to be the case in London. And I think for me, that was part of what kind of inspired you to think maybe, maybe this. Yeah, could. definitely. I think the my perception and well, my misconception was that, you know, it would, I'd be in a room and feel really intimidated and perhaps wouldn't feel particularly supported and, mm. you know, would feel a little bit nervous and afraid, but going in, it was really refreshing to just, be amongst I remember when I went in for the so for when I did the second audition lot of auditions for the cover so I had a video then went in for the second one and then the third one but in the second one I distinctly remember one of them asking me so how was your day yeah and it just it just caught it just caught me off guard because <laughs> I was I just thought in name sing do you know what I mean but just ha being asked how your day was and sharing a bit of a laugh and that was really, really nice. And I, I think it just helped me to understand that there are companies you can work for that are just full of, and there are probably lots of companies, probably most of them, but just with really supportive people and people that want you to do well. Mm. Um, and then collectively you do well. And just feeling that love in the room was really great. That's, yeah. that's wonderful. Mm. Well, maybe one day we'll see you in the show. Yes. You never um, know. Until then, if there was one song that you'd like to sing for everyone, what would it be? From the from the soundtrack, yeah. Oh gosh, the, um, ah, there's too many Miller, but I would have to go with 
Wait for it. Wait for it. Yeah. Oh, that's good because I've got the uh, <laughs> instrumentals here. Awesome. Do you know the words? Yeah, yeah. Of okay. Course. Away you go. I'm just going to put the mic down and enjoy okay, this. Okay, cool. A, a, a nice little thing I just thought I'd throw out there. Yeah, you? thank you okay. very much for that. Into character and. Theodosia writes me a letter every day. I'm keeping her bed warm while her husband is away. Way, way. <laughs> He's on a British side in Georgia. He's trying to keep the colonies in line. in line. But he can keep all of Georgia. Theodosia, she's mine. Love doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. It takes and it takes and it takes and we keep loving anyway. We laugh and we cry and we break and we make our mistakes. And if there's a reason, I'm still alone. Oh no, forgotten that bit. I'm willing to wait for it. You're fired. <laughs> I'm willing to wait for it. Wait for it, wait for it. Okay. So it was a slightly unwarm version, but yes, forgive You're, me. That's okay. Main, main thing is, there's, yeah. there's talent there, Kelly. Thank you. Um, I mean, the song like Wait For It, yeah. you listen to it, you sing it, you understand why Lin-Manuel said, well, I'm paraphrasing here, uh, I wrote a musical, gave myself a role, and then gave all the best songs to someone else. Yes, <laughs> yes. All the best songs are, are oh, they're they're killer, awesome. Aren't they? They're just brilliant, yeah. Okay. Hamilton. Yes. We've, we've discussed that. Gosh. We could probably discuss it, discuss it for, for an entire whole day. podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on to the next thing that okay. is important yeah. to your 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 world of arts and creativity and culture. Mm. This one took me by surprise. Um, we are looking at a board game called Scategories. Yes. Before we talk about it, let's look at the game. And I want to get into the game because mm. I've never played Scategories. Okay. I'm, I'm aware of it, but mm. never actually played it. So... Tell me if I've got this right, because this is just information I've picked up from <laughs> online. I don't own the game. So you have um, sheets with basically 10 lines. Yep. Yep. Um, you pick out a card, like, say, a, a quiz card in Trivial Pursuit. But instead of quiz questions, there are 10 points. So maybe um, uh, brand of car or mm. type of food. Mm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Then I think you roll a dice or something, and you're, right. you you generate a, a letter of the yeah. alphabet, and then you have uh, two and a bit minutes. Everyone writes down something that relates to the category on yes. each line, one, two, etc. Yeah, with the letter. That's right. So if the category was um, musicals, mm. and you rolled a H, you'd write down hopefully Hamilton straight away. Okay. Yeah. Then at the end of the two minutes, everyone compares answers that's if right. you've written down a unique answer you get one point that's right is that correct that's correct okay just so that i know exactly what it's like to fill this game we're going to play around <laughs> excellent wow don't, don't 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 think i come to these things you, you are know, amazing i'm un, 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 unprepared okay so there is um obviously you oh might have to put goodness. down your microphone you've actually done it <laughs> yep there's a pen for oh, you thank you yeah, yeah, you, you don't have to go rummaging around your bag for, for pencils. There is one. Okay, so can you see the iPad? I can see the iPad. Okay, the letter is D. This is exciting. I, I like the way that you're hiding your answers yes, from me I already. Am, yeah. And we're <laughs> going to hit play, and then we're going to have 150 seconds. The categories will be on the iPad, okay? Okay, cool. Ready, go. Ah, oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is really hard. This is stupidly hard. This is ridiculously hard. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Five, four, three, two, oh one. Time is up. I just 
Okay, so we had 12 things. That so let me just terrible. read through the things. So the letter was D. Oh, Number one was tropical <laughs> locations. Did you write anything no. down? I wrote down D. <laughs> I wrote down nothing, so we get no points there. <sighs> Food you eat raw. I wrote down D-R-I and then just stopped. <laughs> I wrote down nothing. <laughs> this is going well, everybody. Oh, man. Song titles. Now, my mind went blank here. My mind went blank. I just wrote down don't go. I've just written down an answer, which I wrote down earlier, obviously. <laughs> Don't speak. I get one point. Excellent. Do you want a point as well? Yep, I'll take a point. Okay, you'll take a point as well. Um, four, things that are round. <sighs> Blanked. Really? Nothing. Come on, this one was easy. I was going to put droplet. <laughs> droplet? Yeah. But droplets aren't round. I know. <laughs> That's why I didn't put it. Dish. <sighs> one point for me. Number five, world records. <laughs> nothing what world record starts with D I'm sure there's there's so many there's world records there's probably some yeah um, you, you, you can get a world record for driving round around about a thousand yeah, times probably yeah, that yeah, it's true it probably exists yeah, yeah. you could write down anything and no one would actually driving know if it was around, true driving around about I like that okay like six that. Uh, uh, score subject starting with D D and T uh, that's what I've put design tech uh, so we neither of us get points no. there that's uh, we actually wrote something down and nothing happened. Yeah. That's awful. Number seven, countries. Denmark. Ah, oh, well done. I wrote down nothing. Okay. Uh, number eight, food and drink that is green. <sighs> nothing. <laughs> Same here. <sighs> okay. I, I, what I wrote down is terrible on this one. <laughs> Are you sure you want to share? Um, sure. Number nine, bad habits. Nothing. I don't have any. I don't know if I should share this. <laughs> because it's it's not really a bad habit. It's just it can become a very dangerous habit. Okay. I put down drinking. Okay. Is that allowed? Yeah, that's allowed. As in drinking alcohol? Yeah, that could not be a bad... Not drinking water. Well, drinking could, water you need, but... Well, you could, you could always be drinking... I used to drink too much Coca-Cola. Yep. I get a point for that. That's, okay. That's horrific. <laughs> <laughs> number 10. Things that are found in the ocean. I didn't even read number <sighs> 10. I just... No, nothing. No, no, no. Number 11, states, which I'm guessing means states of America, not states of mind. Yeah, you see, I just, my geography's not so great, and I put down Detroit. <laughs> no, it's, it's in Michigan. Yes, in Detroit, Michigan, yeah. Yep. So okay. no points for No you. point. Number 12, appliances. A dryer. Okay, that that's that's good. I put down yep. dishwasher. Ah, of course. The, oh. <sighs> so I got one, two, three, four points. I got three points. So I win, which is Miller the wins. important message this to take it. from this okay so that was fun quite um an interesting oh difficult game yes why why is it important to you because um all right so me and my family um i'm from a family a quite a big family there's uh, six of six siblings yeah so i grew up in a big family and we used to play uh with as a family we used to play a game called boy girl country food which in premise is the same thing is categories it's just we have paper we um someone goes through the alphabet and then stops at a particular letter and then we all write down something a boy girl boy boy boy's name girl's name a country and a food mm -hmm. same thing you've got the same thing you yeah. know so exactly the same rules so when categories came along it was like wow we can now do this with a board game <laughs> um and it was great because it was just um 
a really great game to engage the entire family. We all got involved and I remember Saturday nights in playing it with mum and dad and my brothers and my sisters. So it features a, featured as a really um, important family kind of bring together. Um, and that's why I, I remember the game. Uh, and then anyone that came around, we'd always get them involved as well. Yeah. Just the, the timing element and you had to do it in a certain amount of time. It was great to get the, the brain going and just get us to explore do, words. Do you know, I've, I've just realised that at nearly 11 o'clock in the morning, it really does wake the brain up <laughs> it, a little bit, it does, doesn't it? It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and as, as we've also just discovered, it, it leaves too many moments of, of shared laughter. Yeah. And also many moments of shared, I feel like an idiot and yeah, I'm happy yeah. to share that with yes you. and we all did we all sat there going gosh I, I can't think of anything and then of course when you all reveal your answers you go oh of course so it's a really interesting thing about just the human brain and how it works under pressure do you think is, that um i mean you said this is a game that you you played before yeah. the game even came out as a board game it's mm. something within your family yeah do you think that's why you you played it why your parents brought it into your life i think so yeah i mean even without my parents my siblings we would just sit down and play boy girl country food and it I don't know who invented the game or where that came from. Yeah. Um, my sister was massively into it. So I think, yeah, when this came along, it was the perfect opportunity to make it a, a big event, a bigger event than it already was. Get those brain cells sparking. Absolutely. Do you play it with your kids? No, we haven't. I haven't bought the game since, but I mean, I, I think hey, I will hey, now. Can I just point out, you don't need to buy the game. Um, for anyone listening <laughs> that thought I might have had advanced knowledge of what the 12 categories were, um, there are websites that will generate the lists for you. Brilliant. So you don't actually have to go out and buy the game. The internet! You literally <laughs> just need a piece of paper with 12 lines or just Google. Yeah. Scattergories. Amazing. Um, Scattergories card, which is what I think I did. And you you can print off your own cards Brilliant. if you want Yeah, to. no, that's true, actually. Um, I like that, yeah. Although I suppose a board game does give it some kind of formality, yeah. doesn't it? Yes, I'd imagine they've, um, they may have updated the... The categories. Yes, yeah, or something. They may, may have updated the game rules to or whatever. Musicals. H. Possibly that, yeah. And we all know what the best musical with H is. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of another musical. <laughs> yeah, that starts with me H. too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's categories. Important game in your life. Massively. Brought your family together, yeah. brought your friends together, sparked mm. your brain going. Mm. Let's go on to something completely different, mm. your fourth choice. Yes. And we'll just bring up with an introduction by doing this. And then you walk in here and you bring me more men? <laughs> <laughs> Woo, that's a brilliant plan, is it? Brilliant. You got one part of that wrong. This is not meth. Great scene. And great show. Great show. Now, for a lot of people who may not know what that scene was from and where that theme music uh, is taken from, please tell me, can I? Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Mm. The five-season show yep. created, written by Vince Gilligan and yeah. his amazing team. Mm. Um, relatively new, although saying that, it feels relatively new. I think the, the finale aired 
several years ago now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. I think it was, it's 10 years since the show started this year. What was it about Breaking Bad that hooked you? Um, I mean, I've, you're, you're partly to blame for it again. Oh, <laughs> to be honest with you. oh okay. Because I remember you were watching the show. Well, we, this is the me podcast yes, now, isn't it? Yes. Okay, um, the me, le- oh, you like that. Um, see what I did there? <laughs> so uh, I was, I mean, I was actually teaching a unit. I was a media studies teacher. So I was teaching a unit and we were looking at the first episode. And I remember thinking, oh, this is really cool. And then we were speaking about it and you revealed that you were watching the show and how amazing it was. So I started watching season one and I think I got into the first couple of episodes and then I kind of put it down because it was, you know, at the beginning it was, it was a slow burner. They, they really took their time and I just didn't have the time to invest. And then I went back to it and was gripped. It was just amazing. Uh, just the characterization. And I was, at the time I wasn't obviously pursuing the whole acting thing, but just as a media teacher analysing it, there was just so much to pull from, you know. I mean, as a media teacher, mm. you look at it and you start to see colour palette themes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some mm. some shows might have um, story arc themes that yeah. that recall things from the past. And, you mm. know, they did that, things like the, the eye from the teddy bear. Yeah, yes. W- without spoiling it too yeah. much for people that haven't seen it. Mm. But then you start to see the, the story of the colour themes mm. as the characters develop as well. Mm. And um, the, the language of the, the style of shots that they were using. Mm. It's quite an affecting show for someone who not only wants to be entertained, who wants to hear a story, mm. but... Um, is interested in the production side yeah, of things. Absolutely. So, what was it that affected you mm. about this show? Good question. Yeah, I think it was definitely from a very personal perspective. Be, I mean, being a teacher and seeing this journey of this character, Walt White, who started out as a teacher, he's a family man, and seeing his journey transition from being the good guy to being the anti-hero to being the outright enemy <laughs> who you still love and you're like why do I still like you why do I still want you to 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 to, to win and I think all of that it, it really it really challenges your sense of morals and your yeah, uh, it's it very really morally does, ambiguous yeah. yeah and I think that for me was really profound because being a really straight kind of guy and having really kind of straight morals it was interesting to be watching this show and feeling really conflicted yeah and any show that can do that to you is just so cleverly written isn't it yeah you know and and just being 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 allowed and being given the privilege to see every character really grow and you grow with them very organically and it just it nothing's rushed you know so you really feel like you were living out this journey with them that was really that really spoke to me and culturally it really did make an impact as well Mm. i mean made netflix popular in this country yeah i think so so you know it's had a cultural impact in in those terms as well and even even if you look at it socially as well even the kind of meth crisis um which was prevalent in parts of america i know at some stage and i think even highlighting some of that stuff which i was clueless to Mm. i was clueless about just on that level was was quite interesting as well just learning about you know just how it all works and I mean, yeah, really fascinating stuff. Not necessarily sure that's how it actually all works. Though. No, 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 not ha- <laughs> I no. I, I, I don't think there are school teachers using no. their knowledge of chemistry. Not the way you cook crystal meth, but <laughs> not quite that. 
Um, didn't give me any ideas. And, and, and <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're saying about Kentucky Fried Chicken, but, <laughs> but there's there's no backroom dealings there. Let's, oh, let's, man. Let's not get sued in the man. first episode of this podcast. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, it was, it's just, you know, it kind of, it just, it's a spotlight on a particular issue. And I think I then remember looking up just kind of meth addiction and kind of what that mm. did to people. And I, you know, when you, you hear that stuff, you always hear just, the, you know, the stand, I'd say standard, but the things you always hear about kind of typical class A drugs and just hearing that was, was another thing. I was just like, okay, I now am aware of something that I wasn't aware of before. I mean, you've chosen this as one of your um, nostalgic mm. picks as my consultant today. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd also say that um, Breaking Bad as a show redefined what um, television production should be like. Yes, totally agree. Um, yeah. I mean, you can even see from season, from one to three, you can see in season three when the production values kind of skyrocketed. I thought the production values was quite cinematic from the get-go. Yeah, no, there were. No, but, but I mean... Right. You, you, I guess the budget, maybe. Yeah, increased. I mean, you take something like Breaking Bad, it's extremely cinematic. It's, mm. it's as if a filmmaker has been said... Tell your 90-minute story over 30 hours, yeah, please. Yeah, and that's what it felt like. It felt like I was and, being treated to a film over... And and, yeah. and then all of a sudden we got these massive cinematic shows like Game of Thrones. Yes. Almost everything coming out of America and increasingly from this country absolutely. Is, cin is cinematic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm watching something at the moment. I've just started Ozark. Yep. Yeah, on Netflix. On Netflix. And it, yeah, and you, again, even that, you kind of just start seeing that it's like, it's just the new normal, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So this is where I learned to make a, a hard turn, mm -hmm. as if I'm on the one show. One minute I'm <laughs> talking and joking and laughing about kids' toys, and the next minute I'm talking about the drugs crisis. You're doing an amazing job. Oh, thank you. Um, now, I normally ask people to choose five-ish. Okay. Okay? So you're looking at the iPad. You think I'm going to ask you about number five next. Nope. I'm going to ask you about what randomly has been labeled number seven on my iPad. Hey. <laughs> Oh man. Let's just take you back. Oh, that gives me tingles, man. That really does give <laughs> me tingles. tingles. The thing is, I know that now part of you is conflicted. Part of you wants to hit the A button and start playing. Yeah. But part of you just wants to carry on listening, <laughs> yes, doesn't it? Yes. That is so satisfying. Amazing. Super Mario World. Mate. Now, most people of our kind of age, I would have thought would have picked Super Mario Brothers, but you've chosen mm. Super Mario World on the SNES or yes. SNES. SNES, that's as right. As we mm -hmm. say. Yeah. Um, why Super Mario World specifically? Man, I mean, it was, it, was the, it was the time when the SNES came out, right? And around about that time, and, and obviously the you know graphics improved a little bit. Was it 32-bit or 16? 16-bit? 16 uh, I think it was 16. 16 yeah. I can't remember. I think it was 16. So, By the way, kids, uh, those of you that are <laughs> under the age of, I don't know, 30 <laughs> yes. that are listening, when we, when we played computer games when we were little, we just had a straight line and yes. a little dot. That's right. The straight lines reflected bats and the That's dot it. reflected a ball. That's right. Yep. That's it. So graphics to come up a long way. But anyway, man. back to Mario World. It was yes. a groundbreaking graphics groundbreaking game. Groundbreaking graphics game. The colours, you know, it was colourful. And I was I was a Master System guy, so I played a lot of Sega games, but it was mainly me playing them. My, I remember my parents bought us a SNES to share um, one Christmas. And my sister, who was the oldest, kind of took charge of the SNES. And um, 
all of a sudden the girls were playing video games and we had Super Mario Kart we had another game called F-Zero which was quite fun I loved F-Zero brilliant game wasn't it oh it's um, so good awesome so it was it was it was the first time we'd all started playing video games together and Mario was a game that I could play but also just sit down and watch my siblings play and be completely consumed and immersed in this world in just watching just watching so if I go back to this YouTube video oh, just let don't it, do it to me just let it play on I suppose you could also say that you were the first person to what enjoy Twitch. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Twitch is just game watching yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and commenting. Right? Yeah. So yeah. you would sit down with your yeah. your family and just watch other people and just play watch other people playing. And the sound. I mean, let's talk about the soundtrack. The soundtrack in Mario is just unforgettable. Yeah. I mean, my sister who is I've got a younger sister who is 22, and she remembers some of the um, soundtrack for Mario. You know, it was just, just brilliant com- com- composition. And I think for even for a video game, that as well, you you then begin to understand that obviously visually the game uh, engages you, but audibly it's engaging you as well because the, the soundtrack is just so visceral. Like you, I would feel scared being in those on those levels, and you'd feel the bounce and the jump and the happiness of, you know bouncing through the land with your on top of Yoshi it was just and when he eats the apple it's all those little sounds just brought the game to life was yeah. this I mean Mario World would have probably been about 97 98 yeah yeah, yeah around um, possibly one of the first things to make you uh, from what you're telling me mm. uh, to make you realize uh, production values production values without even knowing that that's what you were appreciating yeah, absolutely yeah yeah and it was probably probably one of the first games I actually completed or clocked we say back in the day, right? That's, I think it's yeah. still said. I, Is it? I can't yeah. be honest. I don't play games much anymore. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah. It's strange how we yeah. all yearn for these old games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yet we don't play them. No. Yeah, it was just, it was, yeah. I, this is the kind of game that I would introduce to my kids. Yeah. yeah. Have you introduced it to I've kids? introduced Mario Kart. Yep. Um, and one of the newer Marios on the Wii. But it just didn't have the same feel for me so i'd i'd love to i think i've still got the snes in in the in the the, the garage i managed to salvage that from the family so yeah (laughs) at some point i'll have to get the controllers and it's mine (laughs) there you go i'm keeping hold of the snes that's it none of you are going to be playing (laughs) super mario world it's all mine and then i'm just gonna leave it in the shed for 25 years yeah that's it but it's mine (laughs) that's it that's it turn from mario to bowser (laughs) 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 Um, I mean Mario himself as a character has huge nostalgia for a lot of people of course yeah like me there's a long association with this character Sonic as well I'd imagine on on the the other platform you must also like me get that tingle when you see a a Mario game pop up on iOS these days or or on Android whatever your phone is I think I downloaded on my um, iOS I downloaded Mario Run yeah And and interestingly my son he really liked that game when it came out and occasionally he was like, oh, Dad, can I play can I play Mario on your phone? I'm like, No, go and do your homework. Um but he really just kind of gravitated I mean, to I, that game. I, I think the thing I love about Nintendo that's that's followed through is that they're treating the character with respect. Mm. So that when they put out a game like Mario Run, yeah. Um they're treating it with the same kind of integrity, yeah, integrity. that the the they bought to it in the eighties, which is just I wouldn't say naivety, but kind of like a, a, a carefree game. Yes, and there's a simplicity the, where, to it, isn't there? Simple, where the consequences aren't too great. No. And um, 
the graphics are simple. Yeah. It's not overwhelming. Which kind of shows you that's all you really need, you yeah. know? Um, I've tried, obviously, more complex games and, you know, I've enjoyed some of those. But actually, when it boils down to it, the simplicity of this is your character, this is your objective, that's where it is, um, get to get to the end, get to your objective and there's be some obstacles along the way, a bit like being in a scene or in a play, really. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm talking actor language here, but yeah, just that objective and getting to it and getting over the obstacles is just very, very simple. Well, it's, um, it's, it's improvisation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So yeah, basically um, your objective in this scene is to get to the half-eaten dairy milk chocolate bar, jump up, that's um, it. jump up its little uh, steps. Yep. Uh, and then when you get to the top ledge, run, yep. jump, yep. land on the flag. Yep. And action. Simple. Love Couldn't it. be any simpler. Love it. That's Super Mario. That is. Now, that's five things we've discussed. Hmm. There was another one you put down. You were like, yeah, maybe I should put this down. Maybe I shouldn't. It is completely new, mm. as in like only in the last few months. Yeah. I know nothing about it. You wanted to talk about um, a play called Tree. Yeah. Which was at the Young Vic. Uh, written, um, kind of established, uh, dreamed up by the artistic director of the Young Vic, Kwame yes. Kwayamart, yeah. and some chap called Id- Idris Elba. Yeah, some guy. Um, yeah. Now, <laughs> I don't know much about Tree because yeah. I haven't seen it. I missed it. Mm. But I've seen pretty much everyone in Theatreland post videos of what I'm guessing is the first half hour Yeah. Um, in their stories. Because yeah. from what I can tell, the first half hour is basically like an immersive club. Pretty much, yeah. You walk in and you're, you are in a club. Yeah. Um, maybe, yeah, 15 to 20 minutes and you're just there dancing and the, the, the characters are immersed in the action, of course, and they come around and interact with everyone. And yeah, it, it is a DJ, the lights are pumping and you are just in, in a club setting. Um, and then from there, I guess it kind of tends, I would imagine it centralises somewhat. Yes, that's and, right. And then becomes a bit more traditional where that's you're still right. standing. Yeah, still standing and you sort of disperse and you're guided around the stage and around and then you can buy seated tickets and remain seated. Um, but then obviously you can buy the tickets where you're part of the action. And then the action happens on the stage in the middle, but also in and around the audience that are standing around the stage. Yeah, really, really great. So... Why was it something that you wanted to talk about? Because obviously here we're talking about yeah. nostalgia. Yeah. And okay, that can include new things. But obviously you've seen this and it's it mm. struck something inside of your soul. Yeah. I think as an actor, I went thinking again, wow. Like I would, it definitely birthed a, a love in me for immersive theatre, number mm. one. Um, number two, I mean, my, my, my wife ended up on stage at one point if it was actually quite funny. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, a couple of times I think. But um, she, sorry, it was just, I think the story was great. It was great storytelling, but just the way as a theatre, not just the, the company of actors, but the people watching, just the way we worked together and kind of decided in that 90 minutes that we were going to all tell this story was really special. And it just spoke to me in terms of what theatre could be going forward. I mean, I know there's already immersive theatre anyway, but I feel like going forward, that's definitely a space I would like to exist in. Mm. Um, and the stories that I would hopefully tell in the future, because I like to write my own stuff as well. It, there was a simplicity to it, but just the way they used simplicity to create ideas and thoughts and visuals that were actually quite complex mm. was really impressive. So <clears throat> we're hopefully going to see you on a West End stage at some point soon. Yes. Um, 
from what you're saying to me, it sounds like one day you could be writing your own theatre. Oh, yeah. Uh, putting it on, maybe even a future Kwame, an artistic director somewhere. <laughs> Who knows? So, there we go. That's our first nostalgia consultant, yes. Kalai Jonel. Hey. Thank you for your time. Thank you. It's been wonderful. Um, where can people find you online? Um, they can find me on www.kalaijonel.com. So that's C-A-L-I-J-O-N-E-L.com. And from there, you'll get all of the links to Instagram. Oh, but, but come on, just okay. tell us. What's so your Insta, Instagram? Instagram is Kaljonel Official, C-A-L-J-O-N-E-L Official. And my Twitter is J-O-N-E-L-1, the number one, Jonel1. How do you spell official? Um, O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that yes. you felt the need to spell your name. Yes, I, I not know. The word <laughs> it's random, isn't it? <laughs> okay, so there's our first episode on Nostalgia Consultant. Hope you yeah. enjoyed it. Hope it maybe took you back to some of your own memories. Yeah, yeah. I'm completely gassed up now. I'm going to go home and listen to that Mario theme song for hours on end. <laughs> Why? Just get out of the game. And, and Yes, but then I have to dust it off and get the wires out and I'm probably missing a wire. Oh, well, maybe Santa Claus will deliver yes. you a, an SNES. Yes. Um, now, before we do go, every nostalgia consultant gets a gift. Ah. A little token of my appreciation for not only giving me time, but also talking and sharing oh, about, oh, nice. about your life. Okay. Now, because we are mates yes. and you are going to get a birthday and Christmas present in the yes. next eight weeks, <laughs> um, your gift isn't going to be as, as generous as maybe some of the ones in the future. No problem. Okay. <laughs> So um, here is a very small token of my appreciation. Please do not laugh. Uh, give it some Shall applause if, if you require. Shall I open it? Yeah. What it, right. you, you meant to open it. All right. And, I'll and, open and it. tell people <laughs> just how is, wonderfully measly this? I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I have been presented with an envelope full of hand no i should say made handmade well handmade? 3d we say printed 3d printed um plectrums yep with my name on it Kelly janelle it's, which is actually it's, it's, really it's cool not just your name on it it's your signature it's my signature my actual signature which is very cool um i'm i'm, I'm going to use these i'm actually going to use these yeah nice. right, if you need very any nice. more they take five minutes to print i can print awesome. them out loads and I like them nice and light. This is good. That's that's good. Yeah, this is good. No, I've now Thank got to, you. I've now got to print myself some more out yes. because I, I don't have any. Excellent. Lectures. And two different sizes as well. Yes, know. two <laughs> different sizes, Cal. Excellent. Thank you so much for for you know when you play different sized guitars. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Because but no, it's been. I've, I mean, being here has, has been reward enough. It's been amazing. Okay. Really if, good time. If, if you say so. I'll, Honestly, I'll believe you. Yeah. Okay, until next time, everyone, farewell. Bye-bye.